0: presented by Wingstop. here he is for sean jackson
1: ah oh, yeah oh boy is this thing on nick is this thing on man did you miss me in the words of bernie the boxer the captain the ticket 93.7 turn it back up come on man turn it back up a little bit oh oh what is that what is that we getting right after it right now. We not waiting till eleven thirty. Yeah. Can you feel it? Ah All American. Former NFLer. lifter of the year. I don't even know what else to, I can. I can. I can go on and on and on and on. Without further ado, my big brother Jared Thomas is in the building. Well, he's on the phone. What's up, Jared?
0: Hey, BJ. how are you?
1: I'm excellent, man. Yourself?
0: Oh, wonderful! Absolutely wonderful,
1: man. You and them animals, man. What's up with that? You still got the python? You still got <laughs> That's what the python? I'm doing
0: right now. I just took a break in the pasture just to jump in the truck and get on the phone. Love it.
1: What are you doing right now?
0: Uh, back home in Indiana, you know, right, right just south of where I grew up, about an hour or so, um, married with a wonderful wife, two, two little boys, 11 and, and seven. And, uh, about six years ago, we bought a farm and, and that was always a long time like, hobby dream of mine. And, uh, so yeah, that's what I do to, uh, you know, just for, as a, as a hobby. And, and then, um, for about the past three years now, I've been health coaching, which has been wonderful. I went on my own health journey and and went from about 300 pounds down to like 225, and then started coaching other folks and really enjoying that. And then yeah, just out here running around with the animals. Scottish Highland cattle. Yes, sir. That's is that is that what you're raising? Yes, yeah, for the most part. Yep. What
1: what's give me what what's what's good about a Scottish? What why do you like the Scottish Highland?
0: So the Scotties are, they're, they're a heritage breed. And that's basically, that's mainly what I, what I raise is heritage breeds, like Scottish Highlands, British whites, Irish Dexters, they're smaller breeds. So they're, I don't, you know, I don't have, you know, just hundreds of acres in a sense. So they're a smaller breed. They're easier on the land. They're very, very manageable. Um, You know, they don't get quite as big as, as like your big, uh, you know, Angus and and some of those really awesome, uh, awesome cattle as well. So it's just, you know, for what I have, it suits me right. It's phenomenal meat. Um, So we do, we do, we do, we have about 50 head of cattle and we do, you know, a a dozen Mangalista hogs or so a year. And, and, uh, and then some sheep because, you know, growing up here outside of Chicago, lamb, we ate more lamb than we did beef growing up. Mm. So lamb is real big here. Um, So we raise, we raise 40, 50 lamb a year and yeah, just have a blast
1: anything else chickens what what else oh, any-
0: yeah yeah we have a few just you know just for ourselves type thing and and uh you know you know our own eggs our own chickens we do turkeys you know I'll do turkeys and you know stuff like that but just small scale stuff super small scale
1: yeah i know but that's amazing though what any other animals i mean you're an animal lover you you, you like dogs oh, yeah. you you had a python back in the day you still got the python
0: no no and and remember in college yeah and i had i had the iguana i yeah. had phil six foot iguana that would go around with me. So I've always, ever since I was a little kid, I brought everything home, you know, God bless my mom, you know, and dad, they, they would allow me to like, I brought everything home. And, uh, you know, so it was, this has always been, you know, just in my blood grew up raising horses and riding horses and, and, uh, and had a grandma who raised rabbits. And so it was always, you know, kind of that sustainable, you know, you know, thing that you, you do yourself. And, uh, I mean, shoot, when I was in college, I had a garden, you know. I had, I, had a, I had a garden as big as the trailer that I lived in. So it was just—it's just always been something I've done.
1: Are you still gardening? Oh yeah. Have you been, oh, yeah. have you put any? I, I'm, well, you don't know this, Jared, but but Ovj's gardening too. I've been doing it about I, five years now. Okay, yeah, five years now. So so have you got in anything in the ground?
0: Just I've got all my starters are rolling. I mean, it's a week ago. So here you know, in Indiana, a week ago, it was 40 degrees. Right. Today, it's 85. I'm like, golly, you know, so, you know, we're, we're heading out to you guys, you know, here tomorrow, coming out for a couple of days. And, and then when I get back, I'm gonna start putting some stuff in the ground. I, I was just leery. You know, it was, it was always Mother's Day. That was always the, you know, my mom always told me, don't put nothing in the ground till Mother's Day, because you don't know when you're going to get hit, you know, with that late frost or mm. anything else. So, as soon as we get back I'll be I'll, you know I'll be I'll be rocking and, and going doing that so
1: yeah I stopped on my way back from St. Louis from picking up a car I stopped and grabbed um, I stopped in Kansas City and grabbed a uh, a tray a bunch of just hot peppers just different things at, at the city market so I, sure. I am gonna get planted as well probably after this weekend talk about a little bit about this week coming up you know with the day by day. Uh, the docu movie coming out talk a little bit about that
0: yeah this is exciting i, I i'm i'm super excited I, I'm a, on a whole di- bunch of different levels too i mean it was shooting you know going coming out there to lincoln i came out three different times and and was just super honored to be a part of it and and i think that you know justin is doing an incredible job you know the director and and just the whole team that they had, I was just super impressed. And I, I you know, from the clips and everything that we've seen so far, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I really, really think they, they're going to really capture, you know, what we were going through and, and, and the, the ups and downs and, and, and everything that was just great about it. So it, it's super exciting. It brings back, I mean, how about, I mean, the amount of memories that it brings back It's just incredible. You know, I I can't wait for Thursday night, and uh, you know, my I'm bringing, I'm bringing my whole family, and that's the other thing. You know, my wife and kids never saw me play, and you know, I see guys in the league, especially you know, and they're you know, they you know, they win big games, and their kids are out there with them. I'm like, oh, what a, just what an incredible experience for their children and everything else. So, this for me is the closest thing to my 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 wife and my boys to see me play to see it on a big screen. Mm. So I'm. Super excited, and and, and yeah, you know, just I'm um, yeah, goosebumps and and everything. It's going to be an it'll be an emotional night, really.
1: Oh, big time! I'm talking with two-time national champ Jared Talmage. Jared, the the you know when we think about that era, Coach Osborne used to say it all the time. You know, especially our my senior year when we won that last one. But he used to say it to all of us that won the championship. You don't know what you did. You don't know yeah. what you did right now, but in twenty or thirty years. Have you had a chance to go back and watch any of the the game copy videos of no, any of the games I, I
0: you know and and my boys are just now getting to that age so they've got me back into football and into kind of watching and and I and I love football it's you know but it was it was one of those things that for you know after years after being done I I didn't watch a lot of you know Saturday football or Sunday football I watched the Huskers you know when I could catch them um but it's now just recently that i'm getting back into that so and i've caught a couple of them on espn you know you'll you'll find you'll you'll maybe the big big 10 or you know the big eight games at that point and, and some of the championships have been on so watching those and kind of re-watching those with my boys has been super exciting um you know especially because now i can tell them you know i i actually played you know i'm not you know you know you know because uh you know, they look at me like you know, like cross-eyed sometimes when I uh, when I'm talking about it. Right. Hey,
1: that's, <laughs> yeah, 'cause Yeah, because they don't—they really don't have a clue. We uh, we're like dinosaurs right now, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well you look, I like- got two. I got I'm, I'm two years. I'm 50. I mean, that just is amazing too. You know
1: how how fast this time is going, but you know, ultimately, and I've got a lot of those those tapes on. I'm gonna see if I can't put them on a flash drive. And and oh. when guys come up, you you'll be able to get some and take some back. But I I was That'd able yeah I was able years ago to get the CD copies of the and and I mean I've never even seen this version where it's the it's the call, but it's it's from behind and up top. You know how do we used to watch film? Yep. So, so you got the bird's eye up top and you've got the behind. So it's really really interesting to watch it to hear it to see it again and, and i was going over that old tape man just just absolutely phenomenal uh health and life coach and i'm kind of working backwards because i think this is more important you know how did you use what you went through with uh at nebraska you know and thinking about this day by day documentary documovie. movie how has that helped you catapult you into a health and life coach and what is you know, that but-
0: yep so so a good friend of mine um who was actually one of my coaches when I was with the saints and was my and was was one of our supplement coaches and was my martial arts coach for ten years when I was in the league um I studied with him and and he changed my game well I watched him go through this transformation with his health and went from two forty to you know, to one eighty and he's back in his military blues and it was just you know really cool and then just visiting with him, you know he introduced me to the program and 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 it's just it's a uh, it's a fantastic, you know, scientifically based program that you know a doctor had come up with about 15 years ago, Dr. Anderson, and the, it's it's you know the program's called Optavia, and you know he got me on this program, and it's really about you know just making healthy habits and health healthy choices and kind of changing our mindsets of how we eat and what we eat and when we eat, and you know I was amazed at the amount of inflammation that I had in my system. Mm. And, you know, one of the big things with this program is that we turn your sugars off. And when you turn your sugars off, you turn your insulin off, and your inflammation just goes away. I mean, it is, it is amazing. And I tell everybody, even if I didn't lose weight, my joints and everything feels so good that I would have still done it, even even just to, just to feel that good and be able to get up in the morning and walk straight down the stairs mm. and not walk, walk sideways. I'm amazed and, and, you know, the sugar's the devil, that's the thing. And, and for, you know, a lot of us, you know, so then, you know, I, I went from 300 down to 225 and, and feel great. And all my blood work is like, is through the roof and just, you know, wonderful. And, and, and so I got into coaching it because the, you know, my buddy helped me and, and all the times in my life that I've done really been really successful and done really well, I've always had a coach Mm. and it just was a natural fit for me. But, you know, to do the program, it was a natural fit to to then coach the program. Um, you know, Matty Verz was one of my first clients, you know, that uh, – Virgil? You know, he went, yeah, he went from 368 to, to 220. And he's been there for three years now, you know. And, uh, you know, Verz has been just, just – just rocked it. And it's done awesome yeah. inside of a pizza joint, you know. Right. So, I mean, if he can do that and be – you know, and, and change his habits on, you know, that every day – you know, it's 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 great. The, the players and the NFL guys that I'm able to work with, and then just every everybody else too. I work with I have clients in probably 30 different states, and uh, so it's really neat to be able to do those things over you know online and over the phone and visit with folks. And you know, it's just uh, it's it's very fulfilling.
1: Shout out Pizon Pizza in 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 Matt Verzal. By the way, um, martial arts. That, wait, you're already dangerous, right? <laughs> You're already, and I know you like you like beast on the X Men, super smart. But why martial arts in you? What, for what? Tell me why. What? How'd you oh. get into it? What kind of martial arts? Because I would love to see that.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it was so you know I got into the league, and you know I made my career in college on on speed and power. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I couldn't run past them, I'd run over them. You know, and that's what, that's how we, that's, that was, you know, my main go-to's. And, and, and when you get to the NFL, that doesn't work. I, I went against Willie Rofe every day, who was a 10-year you know, a, a pro bowler, and he would put me on my back and put me on my back. But I'm like, ah, this has got I got to figure something else out. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm only 6'2", you know, 270, you know, at that point. And, and you know, and so I really had to revamp my game met, you know, met the, the martial arts coach that was there with the saints. He would come into our camps and help us out. Well, then I started traveling to his place two, three times a week. And, and we, we created what we would call combat football. And, and it's basically like for us, you know, it was, what do we do on the football field? We're fighting in a phone booth. You know, you were it's hand to hand. We're trying to get the advantage over one another. And we have the real estate of the inside of a phone booth to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the martial arts really, you know, taught me hand speed coordination you know really and then how to you know try to punish guys you know arms throughout the game just like a boxer you know when a boxer just hits you know know, he's punching the shoulder of the guy you know the front shoulder of the guy so that he drops that drops that left hand you know by the fifth sixth round Mm. you keep punishing guys arms punishing their arms you know by the fourth quarter it's hard for them to keep holding which is illegal but nobody calls it. So <laughs> Wait, you gotta take take your own. You got to you know,
1: you Do everything to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you did not just say holding <laughs> is illegal, did you? Did you say that to me, Jared, <laughs> the uh, King Holder? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so we just gonna we gonna we gonna go. We, I'm I'm gonna say some words, and then you kind of elaborate on what I'm what I say. True. Okay, so hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard.
0: Yes sir. And that is that was a motto, you know, that that I I you know, I took through college and pro, you know, careers and and hoped because in a perfect example of that is in the NFL, you know, the guys that would come in every year, you know, in training camp, there'd be there'd be folks that I mean, I'd look at them and I'm like, "That guy's a monster." It's a defensive end. He's four inches taller than me, you know, and you're in camps and everything else. Well, then, you know, every year, you know, and, it, and it's good to be nervous about those things. It keeps you from being complacent, you know. So I was constantly driving, driving, driving to outwork everybody. And, and it was, you know, those situations. Well, then they get on the practice field and then they get into, you know, preseason games. You're like, OK, he, he doesn't want it. You know, he, you know, that he doesn't, he doesn't want it, you know, he doesn't want it nearly as bad as I want it, you know, and even though I'm not as talented and, and as nearly as what, what, what he is, you know, you have the opportunity to beat people out like that all the time. Mm.
1: Uh, Unity
0: council. Ooh, brilliant. You know, our unity council, you know, coach Osborne, you know, he did such an incredible job of building our culture and it took years and it was finally, you know, when we got there, it was, it was such a neat thing because, you know, I was, you know, I came from Indiana. I wasn't taught about Nebraska culture from the coaches. I was taught, I was taught that from the older players and what a big deal it was to be there and what it meant and the pride and what we were representing just wasn't about us at that moment. It was the decades of guys before us. And, and you take honor in that and the unity council was you know the you know the you know two players from from each position that were older that made the decisions for the team and made the decisions for the players whether that was discipline you know for not going to class or something as simple as that or or things that were were, were a bigger deal and and for Coach Osborne to build that and put the you know put put that on the team to run its you know to for the players to to run themselves I would much rather. Go up to Coach Osborne's office, then go to against go to the Unity Council. Oh my goodness, you know, because you know I you know Unity Council. We were very rough on one another because we expected so much from one another.
1: Right. I yeah that 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 wait that when you're waiting to go up next for the Unity Council is the no. worst. <laughs> it's, it's like you're waiting for execution. You're just waiting to go in front of your peers because you've done something that you had no business doing
0: and you let them down Yep. and it's about something bigger than ourselves. And that's all that, that's what that, the biggest thing that that taught. And, you know, I've carried that throughout my whole life. Mm. You know, it's always, it's, it's about something bigger than yourself. And, and I think, you know, I think coach Osborne is just brilliant in, you know, how he coached us and, and what he taught us and, and, you know, for myself, Coach Samuel and Coach McBride were, were both, like, father figures to me and, and just, you know, were just incredible as well. But, you know, Coach Osborne's just his, you know, his approach to everything, and he did such a great job of, you know, he was so even keel and calm and and just the way he approached everything. I, I take that in my in my life every day still.
1: Controlled anger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would, you know, that's, that's one of those things and whether it's, you know, controlled anger or controlled violence or how, you know, whatever you, however you might phrase it, but I can remember, you know, in college and in the pros, one of the big, you know, the, one of the biggest compliments I would always get is I'd be in the, you know, doing an interview, let's say after a game and, and the reporter, it was from a, a reporter from up, you know, a, a somewhere else we were playing and they would say, uh, okay, okay you're sitting here in front of me and, and we're having a, 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 a good conversation, but where's the guy that was just on the field? And, and, and I remember that you know, all the time getting that. And I'm like, well, he's on the field. Like you put the helmet on, you know, you, you, you that, that whole, that goes along with that, you know, that, that, switch gets flipped. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, when people ask me, well, what do you, what do you miss about the game of football? I miss the violence. I loved that part of it. When it was, when you were on the field, and we were, you know, warriors against each other, you know, you know, with everything on the line, you know, in games and everything else. That was I loved special teams. I loved all that stuff, um, you know. So, but being able to control that, and and you you you've seen it, guys that can't control it, and by halftime they're exhausted,
1: mm.
0: or getting in somebody's head. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. There's nothing like quite like getting into a, 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 a an offensive lineman's head and just seeing him angry and angry and angry because that's just eating up his en- energy, How, you know, whether or not you're beating him at that moment or you're just working the chess pieces to beat him, you know, here soon. How important
1: – let's let's touch on that. How important is playing – did we play that chess game in the first quarter, the second quarter? And we might have got beat. The, the, the player might have been a better player, but because of the consistency, the consistent pounding, the chess game, the up, the down – how big was that? You, you talk about getting into a player's head. How did you know you had him?
0: Well, you knew you had him when he was crying to the refs, <laughs> you know, and and or you or if you were watching and he was he was crying to his you know and, and I say crying, but just whining, you know, whining about something you were doing, and and then back in the huddle and he's eyeballing you and and, and you're you know he's paying attention to you instead of listening to his plays and listening to what he should be doing. You know he's he's just worked up. You just emotionally have him worked up, and you know I mean that was, you know it was it, we were so you know always so calm and collected, you know and and just controlled because that's how we had to be in practice. We I mean you know, we practiced so hard. I mean how many times DJ was was practiced during the week harder than the game, and that not to be insulting to anybody, but that was I mean. We exhausted each other on on the practice field
1: every every time. Every practice oh. was more aggressive, crazier than the games. Now, how many? And I probably shouldn't ask this now, but I'll ask it. How many fights you think me and you got into? Uh,
0: like which year, which month? <laughs> um, I mean, what you know? We probably have to narrow it down a little bit, you know. But that was the great thing because right. that was that, that makes you better. You know, and and again, then you know how to you know how to do that against in the game against an opponent, and work that opponent, and he doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't know how to take that. You it rolls off, rolls right. You know, you get in a fight, you get in a scuffle somebody, it rolls right off. You get right back at it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else that's that's in the back of their head, that's upsetting to them. That's ex- upsetting to their ego. That's upsetting to the, you know their their pride. You know, and, and pride can, you know gets players in a lot of lot of trouble out there. You know, when when you're you, you think you're wrong, instead of just You know, buckling it back up and going, going after it. You know, in in another thirty seconds. Wow!
1: Talking to Jared Talmadge, two-time national champion, uh, a former NFLer. Man, I got to take a break, big fella. We be right right back over the break. We'll talk about some championship years. We'll talk about a little bit more of the day by day farming, cooking, because you're a cook, you're a smoker like me. I like that. I I, I mean that smoking of meats. The captain, the ticket, ninety-three point seven. Be right back with Jared.